0: Welcome to a Couch Divided podcast where secular psychology meets a Christian worldview with Dr. Robin Hall and Nick Thomas.
1: All right, Nick, sit back and relax.
0: And if you can't, we need to talk about that.
1: (laughs) Prepare to be couched.
0: everybody, Welcome to A Couch Divided with Nick Thomas and the oh, what was it? <laughs> Ravishing. Something that James can't do, roll his R's. Dr. Robin Hall. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> he really can't. That's so funny. I know, I
0: forgot to talk to him about that. I don't even know if he heard that.
1: Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Um Yeah, it's genetic, so you it's can genetic. or you can't. <laughs> it is, it really is. It's funny.
0: You can't people. roll your R's. Either can your dad.
1: <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like a like litmus type testing. You know, I
0: can't whistle worth a darn, but oh, my dad can do that loud whistle across, you know, the oh, way. Oh, yeah. With like his
1: fingers. Yeah, his he just mouth. wets
0: his fingers and whoop, you know, yeah. and it just goes out there and I can't do it. To save my life.
1: I've never figured out how to do the, like, hold the fingers in your mouth whistle, yeah. but I can whistle.
0: I'm like Peppa Pig when it comes to whistling. I don't know if you've seen that I've clip. seen that show, yeah. but I,
1: I couldn't, like, describe Well, the entire
0: it. time, this pig can't whistle. Oh. And she go, and she yeah, she contacts her friend on the phone, and she finds out her friend can't whistle, but she describes whistling, and then her friend ends up doing it, and mm. then she just hangs up on her, like, right away. <laughs> That's me. I get that.
1: Little frustration tolerance. Yeah, just a little okay. frustration. Got it.
0: Peppa Pig. Can't believe I just mentioned that. <laughs>
1: It's been a long time since I've seen that show.
0: Well, you're not missing out. When my
1: niece was really <laughs> little. Um, okay, yes. Welcome back to this episode of A Couch Divided Podcast. Um, you, you keep using the, like, adjective ravishing I like it. which makes me think of like a um the cover of like a really cheesy romance novel <laughs> like with like a southern bell yeah and anyway so that's my like association with that word um it's
0: you and prince charming with a mic
1: <laughs> right so with like a fabio-esque yeah. oh lord Fabio. i can't believe it's not butter <laughs> spray you remember those commercials? oh yeah anyway. the
0: last time i saw fabio was zoolander and was did, he in Zoolander? Yeah, well, they did that joke where it was uh, they, he was receiving a f- award.
1: Oh, okay. I'd spend so long since I've seen that movie. Yeah, and he's
0: like, I'd like to thank you all for recognizing me as the best model slash actor <laughs> and not the other way around. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Lord save me. Yes.
1: Um, okay, housekeeping stuff. Housekeeping. Is, should we call it that? Is that what it is? Yeah, why not? The business. We, we already have. Um, well, the evidence is there. <laughs> Great. Um go to the website. Nick yeah, built yeah. it. It's we're super proud of it. it. um and we're like amateurs learning, but it's I'm so impressed with yeah, it. Yeah,
0: so to me it's marveling. But yeah. to the to the web builder it's like full of mistakes. Oh well. But <laughs> but work it in progress. Is- Operational. All of our, our our episodes are on there.
1: Cool. Um,
0: and so you can listen to them straight from your browser on your phone, uh, or go to your favorite podcatcher to download uh, these episodes. Uh, I want to continue to thank you for downloading these episodes. Yes. Uh, the growth of this podcast uh, is exponential compared to when we started, and it's all because of you. We thank you uh, for listening.
1: It's so stinking cool. Uh,
0: and the, your comments are pleasant and nice. Yes. Um, thank you. And even the. <laughs> unkind ones have a kindness to it we just have a kind have audience
1: unkind no not really like, you know
0: i've seen disagreements so we, but that's about it
1: we know that like like some of that's definitely coming and you know you try and prepare yourself for it the best you can but like so far we've had nothing but good interactions with everybody and we like we love that so much oh yeah it is so it's such it's so cool like to actually see the reach of the kingdom of God, right? So, yeah. all and we like we're aware of it, right? God tells us that his kingdom is gonna conquer all, like oh, yeah. you know. Um, I mean, that's more eschatological, right? But, um, it's super neat to actually see that come to life when you've got people like all over the place listening. Yeah, so. it's
0: great, and it's been such Ooh. a blessing, and it uh, gives us a lot of motivation to even keep doing this because oh, yeah. you you care uh... and uh... we thank you for that now at the end of each episode if you go uh, to the website you will see a donate box there's also a donate tab on the um, on the website as well if you feel compelled to contribute to this uh... show uh, by prayer or led by the holy spirit please do so it helps us keep the lights on and we would appreciate it very much
1: <laughs> barely we're doing this by candlelight aren't we nick
0: oh yes we're, <laughs> we're holding the mics
1: it's i can't wait till we can discuss like the garage day origins you know oh
0: yeah um, so I rigged this podcast. I have. I, 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 we're recording on a device that is supposed to be used for DSLR cameras. Yeah. However, because it's got an input for mics, I'll just use it for that. And it's portable. It's, it's great. Working.
1: We're yeah, and we're trying to get better, <laughs> like yeah. all the time. But. And the,
0: the audio quality is getting better. Thank you for sticking with us yes. for those uh, earlier we episodes love you that guys, you, yeah, that so, you can't um, hear us at all. But
1: yeah, so um, if you do, if you feel like prayerfully led to to donate or partner with us, please do we like we've had people already doing that and we it's the most humbling experience for me um so thank you like to the to those people who are already um partnering partnering with us that sounds like we've entered some kind of contract that's not really what i mean but for those of you guys that have donated it's such a blessing and um we hope like ultimately to treat this you know like more like a to, to give more hours to this, you know, yeah. so and that's what that helps us do. So. And uh,
0: the, uh, the more uh, you would side partner, donate, whatever you want to uh, insert in there, you know what I mean um the more we actually effort that we can put into this right. even in our That's social right. media presence mm-hmm. as well making videos and uh you know posting uh you know uh, uh re- you know uh, relevant content in sure. there uh, i don't have a lot of time to study a lot of things but <laughs> it, i can make the uh, that time right. um if uh, uh, you, guys, yeah, you guys you yeah. guys
1: get it you guys yeah. get it you understand how time and money work so um we love you we appreciate you so much and keep listening keep sharing tell all your friends family yeah share us. it as much
0: as possible yeah. share it with your coworker. Mm-hmm. we find out the best you know especially involving counseling and exhortations of the heart and ways of the gospel a simple hey did you listen to this you know by you know your 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 peer your contemporary co coworker that sits next to you you know might be having a bad day oh sure um and might need the light of christ this is a smooth way to speak about the gospel and give them something tangible as well.
1: Sure, absolutely. So yeah, so okay, Um, topic for today.
0: What is our topic for today? Uh, I don't wanna hear it, I don't wanna hear it, I don't wanna hear it.
1: (laughs) Is that a shame posture? Yeah,
0: it is a little bit.
1: So we have heard from a few of you guys that you are interested in learning about eating disorders. And I thought like what better way to launch into the holiday season then to start there so um, it's going to end up being kind of a mini series like we plan on addressing spending episodes addressing like the three primary um, eating disorders that the DSM categorizes um, like every couple of Yeah, you'll you'll
0: see that spread throughout this year. We won't do back-to-back-to-back because there's a lot of topics that we do want to address. Yeah. But we do want to give you... We've got a
1: a really cool schedule. Oh, yeah. We're so pumped.
0: And we do have some interesting topics coming up. Yeah. But we want to give you a general, broad sense of what, what sure. eating disorders are and aren't. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, we do that, what it is, what it isn't in every episode, biblical application. Mm-hmm. And then we'll go in more depth later on when we speak about specific disorders mm-hmm. inside the eating. So uh, so
1: today we're going to yeah. focus on anorexia nervosa. Mm-hmm. Um, my, like, I I kind of wanted to talk, like, more... Specifically about binge eating disorder, mm-hmm. um, because we're going into the holidays, but we have to talk about binging to discuss anorexia anyway. So, right, um, we figured, you know, we'd give you guys a little bit yeah, of a taste. It, so,
0: a lot yeah. of people wouldn't correlate binge eating with anorexia, but you'll find out that it is is it, it, it's it's an element in its symptoms it in some cases. It can yeah. be
1: binging can be an element of yeah. anorexia. So, anyway, that's what we're going to talk about today. And like Nick said, you know the. Who, what, where, when, why of all of it? What does God say about it? Right? How as right. Christians are we supposed to approach yeah. <clears throat> food?
0: <clears throat> and uh, we'll and we'll get to that later in the podcast. But um, there's there's quite a different avenues that you can go down uh, involving this kind of disorder, and it's usually where it's propagated from. Why? What's your mind frame?
1: Wait, what inst- do you? C- clarify what you what do you mean? Well,
0: I mean, what's your mind frame in the disorder? Are you hating your own body? Oh, no, 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 no. no. Yeah.
1: That, that's not what I meant. You said that it can go down different avenues. What do you yeah, mean? Yeah, as
0: far as biblical application. Oh,
1: goes. oh, oh, oh. So, got it.
0: It depends on uh, where the disorder is propagating from. Is it uh, a hatred of self? Is it um, uh, you're trying to make weight for an athletic thing, or you know, uh, various avenues. <sighs> Uh, that the Bible would address for you to be uh, uh, cautioned about. And so sometimes it lands on idolatry. Sometimes it lands on, uh, I mean, it's all idolatry, but sometimes it lands on self-repudiation, um, things like that. So.
1: Um, yes. Okay. So uh, what you're what you're talking about is that there are multiple causes for the development of eating disorders. Oh, yeah.
0: I mean, it's not just, uh, you know, societal uh, shaming, you know.
1: Right. So, like, I mean, I'm not sure what – if there's a misconception, you guys might know better, like, um, about anorexia or any of the eating disorders being primarily about vanity because Mm -hmm. that's – you remember, That's really typically not the case Although vanity is definitely yeah. Can be a huge part and of I, it So And I
0: think generally we start to think about that When we uh, when we start talking about Eating disorders, you remember that Christina Aguilera Music video, you're beautiful You're beautiful no Oh, matter how, I
1: don't remember the video But, but I remember the one.
0: music video one, uh, Showing uh, a girl looking into the mirror And looking how skinny she is Or how she wants to be mm-hmm. uh, And she ends up becoming anorexic Because she's not who you know she wants to see in the mirror kind oh, of thing well. and it usually is a self-portrayal or an identity problem uh, and it's a problem with what you've been given in life as far as you know your body condition or whatever mm-hmm. uh whatever the case yeah, is yeah so
1: there actually really isn't a usually so we'll talk we'll, yeah we're, we'll talk about like some of the causes um generally because yeah. for each individual that this is going to be Varied a little bit, but right. you're going to see similar themes. So we all
0: have different reasons for why we do things, and I think that uh, it, to categorize it in under one thing would be uh, undermining. These. Well,
1: that's what we're trying to avoid entirely. Anyway, yeah. like the church as a whole for too long has. Tried to be too black and white about issues that really aren't. Yeah, um,
0: we don't live in a black and white world. We have categories, mm-hmm. and we have well. A, so lots there of are avatives. certain
1: things that are that are very, very black and white, and there are other things that aren't. And right. I don't like it's. It's surprising to me that anyone would expect that we would have we wouldn't have gray areas in a world that's been corrupted by sin since right. the garden. Yeah. But
0: Bil- the ability to think in categories helps a lot, especially when you're counseling too as well oh
1: yeah definitely and
0: uh i think it's a practice that uh maybe uh in a time of human history it was a given to do that but maybe a lost art in today
1: okay so um i thought we would start with just like a very general brief overview of the diagnostic category 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 excuse me
0: category category
1: Category, um that's eating that house eating disorders and then we're going to focus on anorexia um So, uh, anorexia nervosa falls into the category of disorders uh, titled Feeding and Eating Disorders. Mm -hmm. Okay, so there's some variety here, but we group things together because of their common characteristics, right? So keep that in mind. Um, Pika is the first disorder in this category. Nick, what do you know about Pika?
0: Sounds like a Pokemon. Oh yeah,
1: <laughs> Pikachu. Um,
0: in fact, it, this is uh, this is one where I'll need to be schooled upon <laughs> as well because when I think Pika, I think of anorexia, um, oh. and though it might not be uh, that, I think a lot of uh, people might cross it into that. So, what is the explanation? Oh, so what do you have on the disorder? Pika
1: is eating like having like food cravings for non-food items.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: So, um, like. Pregnant women will experience this sometimes when they have mineral deficiencies. So sometimes you'll hear pregnant women say that they have like craved eating dirt. Um, there's a lot of iron and stuff in soil. So um, that's a totally physiological thing. You know, it's not that you're crazy. It's yeah, literally
0: because of the non-food aspect, maybe or perhaps of, of pica like dirt, like you mentioned i thought it was always a way to supplement you not eating oh uh, no yeah no 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 which so, is why i always correlated with anorexia oh, for yeah. some reason yeah well
1: okay i'm glad to clarify yeah there's that uh show like my strange addiction oh yeah a lot of, yeah. it's the first
0: thing i thought of when he said yeah, that. They yeah they
1: cut they they will look at pika cases a lot so people that eat like soap laundry detergent that kind of stuff so um well we're gonna talk about that one another day but that is included here um, rumination disorder. So this is very commonly in children, um, a repeated regurgitation of food. Okay. I'm not sure if I need to clarify that any further. Yeah, I think you got, I think <laughs> we got the regurgitation Right, if you guys part, need yeah. to look that word up, go ahead. But, um, yeah, so that's what that one's about. Then we've got avoidant restrictive food intake disorder. So this is a separate disorder from anorexia and like I you know we said we're gonna this will be kind of a series that we do periodically so we're gonna come back to the rest of these um, anorexia nervosa and bulimia nervosa and then we've got like our um, binge eating disorder so those are our like three major the ones we're gonna focus on mm-hmm. across the series um, anorexia bulimia and binge eating disorder And then you've got your two kind of catch-all categories like we have in each DSM diagnostic category, the other specified feeding or eating disorder, and then unspecified feeding or eating disorder. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that is like... Those are the disorders that are included in this category, right? And they're included together, like I said, because they share similar features. So, Um, what do you know about anorexia nervosa, Nick?
0: Well, you know, just as... um obviously it's the non eating of food or either purging out it um uh, of food and really the 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 consequence uh of of that is becoming outrageously underweight
1: it um, that it can yes it can
0: yeah um as far as the mind frame goes again there's different avenues to walk down and uh, why somebody would uh, sure well um, we and
1: we can we can we'll spend some time Discussing like possible causes and stuff,
0: and then also <coughs> we, we've said this in the past in and other things. Um, sometimes we use this word flippantly, um, and flip,
1: flip, flip, flip. flippantly,
0: <laughs> <laughs> flippantly, mm-hmm. Um and you know, oh, th- she looks anorexic, and she oh, right. you know, things. Yeah, there's like a that. pop like a, a pop culture, yeah,
1: connotation,
0: and it doesn't have to take the form of you're a stick though that generally we think of anorexia people that are underweight yeah Yeah. it's Mm -hmm. just underweight with your body type and it's such a way where it's disordered and intrusive in your life and um and unhealthy very unhealthy um and it has to do um um like i said uh in a disordered manner kind Mm -hmm. of thing um, well, yeah. yeah. So
1: anything in the DSM is disordered, right? And right. we have talked about in other episodes, each disorder includes, I think for the most part, it's, uh, it's either the like, D or E criterion. It's towards the, the bottom of the criterion right. list in each disorder. And,
0: and, it's, an, and it's important to categories, because like I'll give an example. Under uh, my severe drug addiction um i was severely underweight because of that now did that mean i have anorexia no but i was underweight
1: there's a lot of symptom crossover exactly
0: i mean yeah my body's responding the same way because i'm not eating
1: because you were starving yourself yeah
0: um but that's just because I didn't even think about eating or couldn't because of the drugs. Yeah, yeah. And of course, when you get over that, you realize that you like food and you eat. Uh, um, if anybody sees me, and then me, the cli- weight comes and then on. the weight comes on. Um, and so I didn't qualify for an anorexic like disorder, but I did have. But
1: your eating was disordered. But my eating yes. was disordered. Right. I think that's yeah. a great distinction to make. Right. So the D- anything in the DSM is disordered. So that's what I was saying. We include that criterion that says that this the symptoms that have being experienced mm-hmm. over the course of this, like, presentation, right, cause clinically significant distress or impairment in right. areas of psychosocial functioning, right? Exactly. Work, home, play, whatever it is. Like, it's not a disorder if it isn't impairing you. Mm-hmm. So rem- remember that, right? Mm-hmm. Lots of people manifest traits and symptoms that occur across you know, diagnostic categories all the time. Oh, yeah. So please, yeah. I mean, I know you weren't specifically speaking to this, but don't go diagnosing yourself yeah, well, that's or what other I, people.
0: Exactly mm-hmm. why I bring that up, okay. because we do that. You yeah. know what I mean? I was like, oh, I was anorexic. Yeah. Here's the thing. No, that's a particular disorder uh, predicated on a certain mind frame that is launching into this. Right. And you didn't have that, but... Yes, you had what a kind of eating um uh, a habit because of you know substance uh substance sure. you whatever.
1: had you had like distorted dysfunctional eating sure. habits, right mm-hmm. um okay, so i I feel like we should make this not as a disclaimer but just as a like a to to honor it um eating disorders are extremely serious, yes, they can be they like the disorders I'm not talking about like, a person that occasionally restricts food intake—I'm not—that is not somebody in this category. People who have full-blown eating disorders—they are—they are dangerous. Hmm. Um, and if you know somebody that you suspect is going through something like this, you don't have the skills to do anything about it. Don't try. Get them help. Professional mm-hmm. help. Right. It's extremely serious. Mm-hmm. Um, Life or death, it can be depending on like where somebody is in the progression, of, of or how long they've been, you know. But chances in are, if you're noticing something, it's like been
0: this. active for a little bit. Well, yeah. so
1: it's not your job to fix it. Yeah, but you can, if you if you suspect it and you're worried, call it out and get the help of a professional who knows what they're doing um, to specifically treat eating disorders. So, um, I also want to say people become, this is a very sensitive area to talk about. Um, I think that's for a lot of reasons, but food, we have a very confused relationship with food in Western culture. um, And we have, we've made some very interesting associations with it. So if I, like I, it isn't my intention at all to come off callously, um, Or, I mean, I guess crassly, like, I'm saying all of this in, like, empathy and compassion for people who are struggling specifically with anorexia nervosa. I've had food issues my entire life. So, Mm -hmm. preach. Um, But, yeah, so we understand the sensitive nature of this topic. We want to be sensitive to, you know, anybody that's struggled with this or knows somebody that has. It's a really big deal. It's very serious. Um, And really with like any disorder but you really see it with eating disorders you can cross a threshold where um, the the problem is so much bigger or overwhelming than I don't this is going to sound very very flippant to use your word Nick like a simple idol worshiping problem, we affect our physiology here, okay? So, um it sit like the it, the issues at play here are not only sin issues. That's my point. okay? So what we're not saying, what I'm definitely not saying, is that people who suffer through eating disorders are only coping, like are only dealing with a sin issue, right? It's much more complicated than that, or it can be at least. One of
0: the uh, figures in history, whom I don't know if anybody would ever dislike her music, but I don't want to speak generally. But it's Karen Carpenter. You know who Karen Carpenter is. Um, and she had anorexia nervosa, mm-hmm. and when you start to bring up idolatry, what and did Karen like that,
1: Carpenter saying, Nick?
0: Um, I mean.
1: Something that I would know because I clearly did not recognize her name.
0: <laughs> she had a lot of songs on there. I'm sorry, so sorry. Well, whatever. I don't want to go down that route. Yeah, well, I, I don't know who there. she is.
1: Give me a popular song.
0: Um, you put me on the spot. Um,
1: you. Pop- the spot. Everybody knows who Karen Carpenter is, <laughs> yes. Um, except rainy for your co rainy,
0: rainy days and mon- Rainy days and Mondays always get me down. <laughs> All right.
1: For um, anybody that's a huge top Karen of the world Ca- Carpenter Ooh. fan, I'm really that's
0: sorry. A, that's a good one. I'm on the top of the world and I'm whatever. And uh, we oh. only just begun. That's one of her famous songs. Uh, one of her most famous songs. We have only just begun to live. <laughs> <laughs> what? Dude? whatever you know i I'm love that I'm you're cutting this all out I mean.
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> no i'm just kidding don't. Don't you no but um, so uh, i don't know her.
0: the reason why i bring that up because there's a cruel joke uh, about her too as well i won't repeat it um but uh and then you have mama Cass from the mama uh, and the papas who actually suffered from obesity um and uh, and there's a cruel joke about the way she died two totally polar opposites but when you mentioned idolatry and when you mentioned all, all these stuff it she popped in my uh, up into my head because of the tremendous pressure how beautiful she was too as well Who,
1: karen carpenter karen okay. carpenter
0: i wasn't and sure by the we end moved of her, to mama Cass. yeah well <laughs> mama Cass is pretty in her own right uh-huh. uh but uh, uh karen carpenter i mean um got down to uh, you know 85, 90 pounds and, wow. and things like that and just How unhealthy. How tall was she? Um, I'm not sure. She wasn't a small lady. Uh, they're not going to say on here. Okay. Uh, but let's just say 90 pounds wasn't... Uh, yeah. It <laughs> uh, wasn't a healthy yeah, weight Yeah, it wasn't a healthy weight. Um, and I bring her up because... I, you know I, I think that the pressure that she may have been under and that how she had to maintain a particular image
1: sure um,
0: and that was talked about and you know other things and that's what everybody speculates when mm-hmm. a celebrity even there's probably a deeper context that goes in there too as well that stems from either early childhood or trauma or whatever
1: yeah we'll talk about some of that. yeah
0: we'll talk about some of that um, but I think about her um, always um, even when I hear her songs I go it's a shame of how, you know, how she died. It, Did she, she die as a she result di- of She disease. died as a result yeah. of this. And uh, so that's
1: why, like I say, you can't mess around with, like, it's a really serious thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and,
0: and really, it's like the the self-image thing. I mean, that's a god that actively can kill you. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, sure. And, well, and
1: the like components like of body dysmorphia, yeah, So which we're, we're going to talk
0: it's, about. It's, it's awful. Uh, Because you can see the threshold of getting out of it, as far as that self-worship aspect, you know, Uh and it's like if you only and then, but it 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 is hard to communicate to a disorder like that.
1: Mm -hmm. When you lack awareness that you have anything disordered going on, so certain psychological phenomenon, right, symptoms, disorders include as. Part of their presentation, a lack of awareness that they are that, that there's anything wrong, right? Right. Like if you ask somebody who's psychotic, delusional, they believe what they are experiencing. They don't know that it's disordered, right? Right. Okay. So that that also occurs and can occur like at different stages in eating disorders. So, um, being in like essentially such strong denial that you're doing anything wrong Mm -hmm. really like the anxiety of not engaging in the restricting or binging purging behaviors whatever is so intense Mm -hmm. right that you are compelled to continue to engage in the behavior Mm -hmm. um so yeah so i think most people think of anorexia nervosa as only restricting which is I think one of the points that you were making earlier, Nick. Oh, yeah. Um but there are two types. So we've got restricting type and then binge eating purging type.
0: Yeah. It, it, it norm- that that binge eating uh purging type um you would I I don't think it is quite known that that it, that that can be a part of anorexia because we just think of total uh absence Of starvation, from food. Yeah. Right. Uh, and we think of, uh, and we'll discuss this later on in series, but like bulimia, that is the that mm-hmm. that's the purging disorder. And the anorexia is not. right? But that's not that's not quite
1: what we're. That's not how a clinician here. is going to make yeah. the distinction between the disorders. right. Okay. So the a criterion for anorexia nervosa is restriction of energy intake relative to requirements leading to a significantly low body weight in the context of age, sex, developmental trajectory, and physical health. So, like, considering all the factors, Mm -hmm. right, this person is underweight. Mm -hmm. Um, Significantly low weight is defined as weight that is less than minimally normal or, for children and adolescents, less than minimally expected. Hmm. Um, the B criterion is intense fear of gaining weight or of becoming fat or persistent behavior that interferes with weight gain, even though at a significantly low weight. So mm. that's part of this whole process is a very distorted perception of reality, mm. not seeing skin and bones when you look in the mirror, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, that's actually the C criterion, which is body dysmorphia. So um, disturbance in the way in which one's body weight or shape is experienced. Undue influence of body weight or shape on self-evaluation or persistent lack of recognition of the seriousness of the current low body weight. Mm -hmm. So you guys can see, like, why this is such a dangerous thing. You... You you literally have a perceptual disturbance. You aren't seeing how thin you are. You don't know that you're sick or engaging in sick be, like behaviors. So you can get into really serious trouble really quick, mm. right? Eventually, when you when you starve yourself to death,
0: mm-hmm. your
1: organs shut down, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> so big deal. Definitely a big deal. Well, it's very
0: interesting to see the history of this too, as well. You know, just take this concept, and it's just one small category of thought. However, we haven't as a society, even global society, have looked upon being skinny as the total attribute and, you know, oh, you're so hot with like this. Like the, the goal, the ultimate goal, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we Sometimes we used to think the opposite way yeah. or midway. Kind I of mean, thing hi- like
1: right, historically. So I
0: wonder when this disorder started being more progressive. And then back then, was it in reverse? I just think about uh, those things because the root cause of this obviously is sin. Mm-hmm. So the sin is going to try to appropriate itself under any kind of cultural mask or yeah. societal well, norm. Well, and we've
1: got we have a historical reference uh, for eating disorders for restricting yeah. too. Yes. So I mean there you, you'll find like journal entries and stuff from various like monarchs yeah. um that suffered like uh, I'm totally blanking on the name but there's one like a lady in particular oh, Scotland. I don't know. In some castle I was in, in Europe somewhere. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It was a castle Europe. Some story I heard, right. <laughs> yeah. uh, that like she, it plagued her her entire life. I mm-hmm. mean, she was constant. She was crash dieting, restricting mm-hmm. over exercise. And this was somebody I think from like the 14th century, thir- mm-hmm. 15th century. So, it's not new, right? There's nothing new under the sun, but I definitely think it would be silly and and totally inaccurate to assume that media hasn't influenced
0: oh, yeah. I mean, this in any way. An all-encompassing thought, the goal of being skinny, not healthy, mm-hmm. but the goal of being skinny, because that doesn't mean necessarily you're healthy, most likely did stem from you know, a regal disposition because they had to look perfect, you know. well, And I can see, I can see a trickle down. Okay, I feel like you can see how it could progress. But again, that's speculation. Well, the thing is, is that like
1: common folk of those days not only could they not read or write mm-hmm. they wouldn't have had anything to journal yeah, yeah. about their eating disorder yeah, mm-hmm. also How convenient. the the common folk of the day didn't have time yeah. right they were already starving yeah. some of them so mm-hmm. like context matters a lot right mm-hmm. um but yeah so we do and that's a good point we like it's it we see it all the way back yeah. all the way
0: back There's truly nothing new under the sun.
1: Um, Okay. So, like I said, we specify an anorexia nervosa whether we're talking about restricting type or binge eating purging type, okay? So restricting type, the uh, criterion here, during the last three months, the individual has not engaged in recurrent episodes of binge eating or purging behaviors, for example self-induced vomiting or the misuse of laxatives diuretics or enemas Mm. hope that's not tmi for anybody um we get real creative with our sin oh yeah so
0: um scripture says we are inventors of evil
1: yeah this subtype describes presentations in which weight loss is accompanied primary excuse me accomplished primarily through dieting fasting or excessive exercise so like compensatory exercise like so if you're eating you know like if you eat a few grapes you go run six miles to make up for the calories okay so disproportionate right like non-compensatory they don't equal each other out you are over exercising Mm. to to be in calorie deficit of like it just doesn't match Mm. right um It'd be one thing if you, you know, ran six miles after half a cheesecake. Um, if you could. I'm sure there are people that could Half do a that. cheesecake.
0: That's the name of my I, band.
1: I can't run six miles whether or not I've eaten a cheesecake. <laughs> so um, anyway, so that's restricting type. The primary mechanism that weight loss is accomplished through is through the restricting or excessive exercising. Mm. Okay. Binge eating purging type. During the last three months, the individual has engaged in recurrent episodes of binge eating or purging behavior. Again, purging, self-induced vomit vomiting, or the misuse of laxatives, diuretics, or enemas. Hmm. Okay. So, you like, anorexia can be diagnosed with people who purge. And we typically don't associate purging with anorexia. We more associate it with bulimia nervosa, which we'll talk about in another episode. Hmm. Okay. So... Did like I remember in like little health seminars in like middle school and stuff, right. them talking to us about when if you cause yourself to throw up, it does all sorts of horrible stuff to you know your esophagus and they like went through. Do you remember that? Did you have like a health class like that?
0: Yeah, I did. Um, made- did they talk about? Not necessarily the disorders, but what happens when, um, you know, that regurgitation goes up through your esophagus, sure. and how the acid burns, and yeah. and it can even cause cancer in some cases. Yeah, it you can. Know? Um, and so I, I worry about that with acid reflux. I do too, yeah, actually. And I go, oh, Ugh, and, that's and then totally... how many Tums am I pounding down? Yeah. what's that doing?
1: That's a tip. That's a yeah. That's a different topic. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, you're absolutely right. So. There's so many things. The stress that you put on your body with that right. heaving, um, it's just not. It's not good for you. Huh. Your, we know it. Your body so. wasn't
0: designed right. <laughs> that way.
1: I mean, and it is. It was designed to be able to re- like regurgitate, eject, right, Reject things, things that, that are not good, right? Yeah. But that shouldn't be happening every time you eat. So. Yeah, okay.
0: You shouldn't be the one triggering that.
1: <laughs> so that, like, it, you know, in a nutshell, that's like a, like a summary version of anorexia nervosa. Um,
0: I wonder if there's a correlation between, uh, you know, people with cancer and then past anorexia or anything like that or bulimia or anything like that. I have to look that up. I don't
1: know. I'm sure there, I'm sure there's, there are uh, fun it's statistics, there. Yeah. right? Okay. So um, I feel like we should define binge eating. Yeah. So people know what that is okay so the dsm likes putting like categorizing things as episodic okay yeah certain disorders have episodes some of them are more like consistent or chronic but um a binge eating episode is uh eating in a discrete period of time so for example within like a two-hour period An amount of food that is definitely larger than what most people would eat in a similar period of time under similar circumstances. Okay. Um, And then the second requirement, a sense of lack of control over eating during the episode. For example, a feeling that one cannot stop eating or control what or how much one is eating. Hmm. Okay. So like some people that, that, Get into this habit of binging um, can eat like they don't feel full, so imagine how much like food you can put into your body <clears throat> in any amount of time if like you if essentially are filling up like a hollow leg, right mm-hmm. um, and it just does like a number on your digestion, your stomach, um, but yeah, which so- is a
0: weird pattern, you know, um. You know, when you're a kid or growing up or even in your you know early 20s, you have like quite the metabolism and you could eat and nothing happens. <laughs> you keep that repetitive nature in there. When your metabolism starts to slow down <laughs> as above age, you can definitely fall into this category without realizing because of the patterns of behavior from the past.
1: Well, so overeating is not the same thing as binge eating. Yeah. Okay, so binge eating is eating an amount of food that most people would never consider eating
0: mm-hmm.
1: within, like, a discrete period of time. Yeah. Okay. Like, it's... you. I'm not... I mean, you guys can go on YouTube and look at, like, the mukbang uh, videos. Just do it. it. It's interesting where people literally, like, put as much food as they possibly can into their... you say mukbang? I think it's called mukbang, yeah. Yeah. Um, so... Like, this isn't somebody like just eating a little bit more or even a lot more. Like this is an enormous. What would you call like a
0: hot dog eating contest? Or that is totally a binge. Yeah. yeah, but like it's also disgusting. It's gross. Yes, it's very gross. <laughs> I so, hate, everybody watches. There's a this. ton of Ugh.
1: shame associated with eating disorders, mm-hmm. which is another reason why it's difficult to to treat to get to t- to talk through, oh yeah, um, <clears throat> which I like that's probably like a good segue into like possible causes. So um we're not I'm not about to give an exhaustive list by any means. I'm just a, to, gonna offer some, yeah, possible yeah. like cause and effect stuff here. So, um when we feel out of control, and I mean like out of control of our like fate, unable to affect our well-being or destiny, mm. we start looking or we can start looking for things to control. Mm. As children, right, like teenagers or kids still, um, and this, I mean we see this, these types of disorders happening younger and younger, or we're at least documenting it happening younger mm. and younger. Let's say, for example, you um, you're a 15 year old girl, and your parents are getting divorced, and now you go from like a one home house to a two house. Mm-hmm. Like you're you're exen- you're essentially now like commuting, right? You back and forth, back and forth, not really sure like where your place is. Mm. So you can feel. Like you are unable to control, right? Your environment or your circumstances. And that's, it's true most of the time for kids, right? Mm. Like we're not independent as children. Right. We rely totally on the provision of our caregivers. So right. feeling like you can't affect your own destiny is a really common experience as a child and adolescent right. because it's mostly true. Now you can make good decisions and bad decisions, right? But essentially you're still at the mercy of your parents until you become that glorious adult, right? Right. So when my external environment or my internal environment feels chaotic, Mm. I start to look for things I can control. Mm -hmm. And my eating is one of those things. So we see the manifestation of eating disorders out of that dynamic a lot. So lack of control, inability to affect your, you know, destiny, fate, whatever you, you know, want to call it. Um, we also see OCD behaviors result from similar. So, yeah. like, I might be able to control the arguing between so-and-so in my house, but I can alphabetize my books. I can line up my toys in, you know, order of size. Like, I can group things together so you start to see like what's what begins as what is essentially like a cry for help i i need to feel like i have got some control over my life right at my person at the moment Mm -hmm. how like those behaviors become distorted Mm -hmm. they are exacerbated this like spiral and it just escalates. It can just it, escalate.
0: It, it, usually as a response, you know, um, when you ask the typical person going through this, their general response is probably not going to be, I want something to control. No, That's no, just, no. It's a reaction oh, no. to yeah. the chaotic thing. So there's, thing. This,
1: there's not aware this. how often have you guys, like in your own personal lives, mm-hmm. been in a circumstance where you just flip out and you thought, oh, this is because I feel like I can't affect my own fate at the moment. Like that's it's not a conscious thought yeah, most of the time. It's usually a
0: reaction. So yeah. part of that
1: is it's confusing, right? What isn't confusing? And so you 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 don't see these types of behaviors develop and ev- every time you've got like a chaotic environment, but it can. So this is one possible. Explanation as like an origin story for eat- an eating disorder, yeah, and
0: this is um. I wanna I wanna touch on grieving a little bit, just a, a little bit, because in that chaotic environment, you can grieve that environment, whatever the case may be. Oh yeah, um, and understanding the sovereignty of God. Allows you to appropriate that grief. It also allows you to notice the chaos around you.
1: Well, and it gives you, like, a standard for calling it chaos.
0: Yes, right. Right. If
1: all you are is like Cosmic Broccoli Evolved Stardust then why does any of it matter? Yeah.
0: Then why not, you know, overeat or why not rearrange your CDs? Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, who like cares? This? Like, yeah.
1: you're just matter, unimportant uh, I, matter pushing around a, other unimportant matter. I
0: got a small personal story. It's not, embar- I mean, I'm not embarrassed <laughs> by it but I remember uh, living in a chaotic environment uh, when I was 18. Just, there was a lot of things going on at that time um, but I, I did live by myself and I remember um, breaking up with my girlfriend for whatever reason, and uh, she broke up with me. And I remember, <laughs> sorry, oh, I yeah.
1: like, please don't take that as cruel. No, just, no, it's funny. Yeah, it's to me, funny. I immediately I had thought to of clarify. The, no, I, well, I had to like, <laughs> I, I thought of that like middle school relationship. Like, no, yeah, actually, yeah. I broke up with him. It was, and, you well, know, that's what I thought.
0: Yeah, of. it was the, it was actually the way I, uh, I uh, wasn't faithful. Let's just say oh, it that well, way.
1: That'll and do her. I
0: got caught. Um And I immediately I remember that going home Crying and Shaving my head
1: Yep okay so So very go ahead and Talk about that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't,
0: I, Like I said It's, 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 it's yeah. whatever Hi, it is embarrassing Robin, But I'm I not embarrassed relate. by it
1: Sometimes yeah. when we have Really unexpected shocking Traumatic Dissonant things Happen to us we will do something dramatic to change our appearance for the same reason. That's that's a perfect example.
0: Whatever whatever was going through my mind, me shaving my head was reflecting what I was feeling inside. And I don't know. I don't know. I'm bald. I don't know (laughs) if... I don't even know if that is a, no, so the it, right portrayal. It doesn't but feel yeah. like it
1: makes sense. Yeah,
0: yeah I just remember doing and it, and it
1: doesn't when you just look at like the the details independently. But when you understand, this is actually motivated because you feel out of control. If
0: I if I have to speak, and this may sound esoteric, but let's just go down that route what i was when i looked in the mirror because i was caught and i was ashamed of what i've done and i was depressed and crying because of what happened as a consequence me shaving my head i look like a totally different person Mm -hmm. and i'm not the person yep that was prior to that you
1: could divorce yourself from that rotten i i i
0: I really do think that was the reason yeah but no i I think that's extremely insightful and in
1: therapy like that's the, ju- the, yeah, journey, that's quote unquote. We if would somebody take. told
0: me that and I go, "But yeah, well, that's what's going on. Yeah. But, yeah. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and it actually is all about identity. And you point.
1: see, you see reactions yeah. like that to loss very, very frequently. Yeah. Cha- uh, especially, uh, women do like change mm-hmm. dramatically change their appearance. This is, uh, um, we, we bring up
0: the Mago Day a lot. Um, I mean, that's an identity kind yeah, of thing when I, when I look in the mirror like that. It right. is, a, I, I can't believe this personal story is actually propagating a good conversation. Um, <laughs> but because um, I was thinking of this the whole time and I go, oh, my goodness, this is cool." Uh-huh. control. And I just remember shaving my head. But if I had the foundation of the sovereignty of God in a chaotic mm-hmm. environment um, and... Of course, if I uh, if I had that, I probably would be faithful. Yeah, well, <laughs> in the first right, place. Right, there, there would be a whole lot of restructuring. <laughs> but okay, uh, going aside on. from that, you know what I'm talking about. I do. But then also image and that image and identity. I mean, you can find a deterioration, a, a deterioration or uh, a repudiation of identity in a lot of disorders. Oh, and yeah. a lot of things. Confusion
1: when I, over identity. When, right? when
0: I'm counseling or exhorting or helping somebody. I always cover identity. I want to make sure you know who you are uh, because if you don't, chances are this has to do with what's going on.
1: Well, right. And so I would like to, like, I would extend that or expand that a little bit. Even if, as a like Christian, mm-hmm. you know what your identity is, yes, it is difficult to keep that yes. at the forefront of your mind oh goodness, in everything that you so do, hard. see, experience, you, whatever. You,
0: you didn't realize that you had even a problem with it yeah. until you understood it. Right. <laughs> so, right. Well, yeah.
1: until you're shown again, like, oh, okay, here I am relying on good old self. I, I,
0: there, there's a, a practice that I do. It, it's just, you know, I'm I, I, I not saying that everybody has to do this. But I do look in the mirror sometimes and go, who are you? And I'm not saying that as if I don't know, but I'm saying that so I can answer the question. Do you say it like Marlon Brando? Who are you? Who are you? Yeah, who are you? You can act like a man. But but I do that because, because I know who God is and I've started with that doctrine, the doctrine of God. So I'm able to you, assess myself. You, what yeah. you're
1: saying is that you have like cultivated a practice, yes. where you stand in the mirror and you remind yourself of who you are. Yeah, because I, I just in saw relationship that to Christ. Okay. I
0: saw that false <clears throat> identity that I had for most of my life until I came to Christ was completely invasive and a lot it's a stemming problem. Um, and um, a symptom of the lot of things that I went through, depression, mm-hmm. drug abuse, all that stuff is because I really didn't know who, who I was, was. I and mean that and so. so,
1: like anybody that counsels out there knows that like this is a huge theme and that you get to. people coming into therapy yeah. for that's um, why I say it
0: has to be objective. you do mm-hmm. not want to go down. Identifying yourself well, Or listening so to somebody you see, else
1: Yeah Because Like without an objective Standard for yeah. identity You see what you see you In the world Yeah You see like van- Self esteem Self worth Like hinging on vanity When As a human being Your self worth Doesn't vacillate At all Right You are an image bearer Of God Yes You are Invaluable, your like value is incalculable, all right. And so, and that never wavers, right? Like, when your vanity, your esteem is set on the evaluations amen. of others. Um, sure. if you're making comparisons to people that you see in the media who literally their full time job is to right like exercise and to make you pay <laughs> for the chefs that make all the all of like you yeah. know make kale taste good, um so you know that uh, being said
0: the the beauty inside of this is that knowing first you got to start with the doctrine of god don't start with the doctrine of man start with the doctrine of god first understand who he is understand that everything has to reflect from that character then you can understand the doctrine of man and who you are internally and externally both physical and immaterial but the beauty about that is like i was counseling somebody with a, a pornography uh, addiction and we went over the Amago day as a way of saying this is unbecoming of an image bearer right, right. and because of that objective standard we're able to insert that unbecoming behavior feel a little shame because of it mm-hmm. but then understand because you realize the doctrine of god there's tremendous grace and mercy upon repentance right so um and well, needless to say, let's just say that they overcome their addiction because oh, praise God. of that component, <coughs> with praise various God. others added to it. But I'm going to say that's yeah, one yeah. of the main ones. Yes.
1: So that's excellent. So, um, I think uh, you brought up. I think I think you brought up at the beginning. Maybe we were talking about it beforehand, but um, another manifestation of. The, like, the psychology <clears throat> behind eating disorders um, mm. can be, like, self-punishment, okay? Yeah. So, restricting food intake or overeating, binging, in response to trauma, shame. Um, you see, that, like, perfectionism correlates ton here. So... um like you know, you like st- uh, all, students, all star students that like you know have six point nine GPAs. If that's <laughs> even, somehow possible now, yeah. um, and are athletes and involved in every like you tremendous pressure, mm-hmm. right? Um, tremendous expectation, and um, th- when I fail at that, because every time I make myself a perfectionist, I fail. Right? I have a martyr who was perfect and took my place. Actually, don't need to strive for that, and I, sh- yeah, you know, I mean, there's, there's no God uh, is really clear too about like
0: there's no atonement but Christ, you know, right? you need to do it to yourself, exactly.
1: You know? So, um, but that is another way that these types of behaviors manifest as self punishing, and right. it can look like restricting or it can look like binging, purging, or just binging without the purging, so mm-hmm. um. their shame based behaviors. Right. right, right? right. And so that's really what I would like when I said earlier, like this is it's not as simple as to just say, like, we're talking about idolatry, Mm. Um, sexual assault survivors can engage in self harming behaviors Mm -hmm. as a mechanism to fight dissociation. Oh, yeah. Um, They as punishing. as a trauma replay like there are so many reasons that that could be going on right and it would be harmful Mm. and inaccurate to say that every person on earth struggling with an eating disorder is only got an idolatry problem because that's just not simply not true uh,
0: we've talked about in prior episodes everything could be added up to idolatry and so we always start with that foundation but however what's the thrusting mechanism of it Mm -hmm. and that's what you're talking about is the various other categories and the reasons why people do what they do right so um
1: as a trauma response these kinds of disorders can develop um in in response to um like external chaos internal chaos whatever Mm -hmm. it might be um you see control behaviors or you can see control behaviors start so mm-hmm. um i don't i don't think getting any more specific than that is would do anybody any good right because each person struggling is going to have their own cornucopia of things that led them to that place right mm-hmm. so hear me if you are struggling with an eating disorder, with anorexia specifically, anorexia nervosa, any eating disorder, you're not alone. You're not weird. Go get help. Mm-hmm. Okay, like don't let the shame spiral around it, paralyze you, and keep you from getting help. We, there is freedom in Christ, and that's
0: what I was getting ready to say. Yeah, there's freedom in
1: Christ, and lots of us have really, like I said, messed up relationships with food. Um, there's a great book uh, for anybody that, like, that's interested in, like, reading more about food, like, idolizing food. Doug Wilson wrote it. Um, Confessions of a Food Catholic, I think mm-hmm. is what it's called. So, um, and like I said, we're going to continue <laughs> like- this conversation <laughs> across the the various eating disorders and talk about all the ways, like, this type of um, – let this the, the way that this type of issue impacts us but as far as <clears throat> individuals who are motivated to restrict or binge purge like you know that specific type um out of vanity which also occurs right it's oh my gosh if most like middle school aged girls could like have a projector showing the world the like chaos that's happening in their mind Mm. the like constant comparisons you're making um between yourself and other other girls um it's nuts like that's a terrible neighborhood don't go there alone please people
0: I've been often wanting to do a particular study of uh uh antisocial behaviors in high school and uh and other things like uh, eating disorders and how they correlate with each other right um because there is tremendous amount of pressure on both uh, yeah. fi- uh, males and females. Sometimes I think more females because of brain development is a little bit faster than the males mm-hmm. and so they sort of make the logical responses but then the moral responses are lack thereof. Well, so <laughs> and they understand that they look good and you know things like that. Oh, and, oh yeah, you know, I see what you're saying. So, so their what... conclusions to the matters are not very um, so becoming of
1: teenager's woman have experience a couple of things um these are social psych concepts but uh very applicable one of which is imaginary audience okay Uh, yeah so we believe that that we're gonna walk into our classroom or wherever (laughs) and the like microscopic zit on our chin is going to be the magnetic immediate focus of every living soul in our proximity Mm. We really believe, because we are so egocentric and self-centered in adolescence, that the entire world is watching us yeah. and waiting for us to fail, mess up, embarrass ourselves. It, it,
0: it's so weird because the, that's one of the last things you ever notice oh, on. So, somebody. And like why would you most ever say adults, to, yeah. I
1: mean, I don't even know how old we are when we really start to like shake off that fallacy. But mm-hmm. it, as you become an adult, as your prefrontal cortex develops more, you get some more reason and insight. You start to recognize that you aren't the center of everyone else's universe mm-hmm. and that people are not paying attention to you in the way that you think you are, the, mm-hmm. the way you think they are. But it's a real phenomenon. Like you really do believe like you are on display for everyone in the world to see all of your vulnerabilities, right? And so that can really drive pressure, self, you know, self-imposed or otherwise to conform to Whatever you have esteemed as the standard. (laughs) So, anyway.
0: By the way, our mic just fell apart. Yeah, sorry. She was talking there.
1: (laughs) Okay, so yeah, uh, we're gonna like we'll talk more specifically about what God says with regards to sin and food. I think throughout this whole series, Um, but like the the sin of gluttony, I think we. I mean, that's to me, that was like the first thing that jumped out when we were prepping for this episode was, well, God speaks to gluttony, right, and greed. So it's, um, I, I feel like those two things are in the same vein, but I don't know if you want to speak to that at all this time around, Nick, or if you want to wait till we get more towards the binge eating. Well,
0: I'll speak to the general atmosphere that might be cohesive with the topic that we just sure. talked about today. And that is satisfaction. Yeah. Right. Because gluttony is not being satisfied with the portion that you're given. Well, and
1: <laughs> seeking satisfaction yeah. outside of Christ. And
0: then anorexia could be not satisfied with the way you're viewing yourself or whatever the reason is. Um, it is really an ill satisfaction on the um, on um, what God has given you. And so um, like I think... Like
1: discontent, you mean? Yeah,
0: discontent. Um, not being satisfied with mm-hmm. whatever the circumstances is you can find traces of those behaviors in sure. that thought process in anorexia in bulimia in gluttony right. S- sometimes uh, in overeating. right yeah. like it, yeah.
1: i think that's why we we just want to be really careful what we're not saying is that every person who struggles with a specific eating disorder yeah, is this experiencing yeah. this specific but, sin issue. But this is
0: the general atmosphere. But in the, the you know, But God yeah.
1: speaks to right. this issue of being content and satisfied in him, mm-hmm. right? As um, your
0: ultimate piece that you don't search for things, dare I say, like self-harm um, or anything like that mm-hmm. um, because you are an image bearer who's been created yeah. by God. And he has given you what is good. Right. And it takes a lot to learn that with our little simple hearts. Uh, right. You need to be born again. <laughs> um, and I would say that would be the general atmosphere that I would go down this route when you mentioned gluttony. Sure. Or even compared to the other uh, disorders to really, really hone in and focus on what being content in the providence of God really means. Sure. And you'll find out that it, it means one thing in this area, but it means a deeper thing in this area. Well, and, and then can it varies it from
1: person to person. Exactly.
0: Right? Um, um, because I'm telling you, uh, somebody that's living in a third world country uh, could be ill-satisfied or discontent uh, in their disposition, but it's a totally different mind frame from first world America, who is what? Um, uh discontent with their atmosphere, mm-hmm. but it's got that same remedy or uh, uh, that's it's got that same invasion of sin with also the same remedy. Yeah, um, yeah. and um, and so I would go down that route. also look at the law of God as well. every especially the first three commandments, especially the first two uh, when it talks about worship God only, you have to understand that God has given you a particular uh, design to walk in that works, And when we kind of shun that away for whatever reason, yeah, when uh, for whatever reason, um, it is in itself um, bowing down to another god or a false Mm -hmm. image about the god that you believe. Well, yeah, to the
1: creation rather than the creator. Yeah,
0: and so there's all these kinds of things. But one thing that is floating through my mind, and this is in the Psalms, that there is pleasures in God's right hand forevermore, Mm -hmm. and just to Just to understand the enjoyment of God starts to transform your mind. Yeah. And you actually start to enjoy creation after that. Mm -hmm. One of the most faulty thoughts that we do that creates depression, even things like disorders uh, such as eating disorders, Mm. is faulty view of the world around us.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Right? We talked about that chaos thing. And if you don't have a hope for the future, you haven't. um, I don't know
1: that it's yeah. I don't know if it's faulty, but like just misfocused. Yeah. When like it's so much, it's so much easier, and I think it's so reflexive for people to focus on the chaos and not on Christ. Right. But if you focus on Christ in the chaos. You get, I mean, you get through the chaos. Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, Mm -hmm. And when you start to get that into your system, your whole world changes. Your lenses start to change as well. Your mind starts to change and your heart starts to change. And these are what the pleasures of God. uh, This is what, I mean, it's always been there. Now you're just recognizing it. And I really think that I would go down that avenue when really talking about these kinds of things in in, in a particular way. To hopefully the lead you to a, a mindset of okay, I'm going to now live in such a way where everything is appropriated on what I just mentioned,
1: yeah, yeah. so the goal like the goal is to the, live like you believe all I need is you yeah. right
0: I, I'd recommend um john piper's book desiring god oh yeah uh, the, anything sense,
1: so. that piper has written on god's character mm-hmm. do yourself a favor and read he is so in love with christ that it's infectious like you can't read his prose without he, feeling
0: he says this in his christian hedonism kind of definition um and i, I will love this say, a statement is that god is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied, satisfied in, in him, him and uh, so that means yeah.
1: that even though the comfort foods you know everybody's got their own right that fills sure. that, that category ribs are yours <laughs> what's my a sweet any like cakey pancake yeah, donut type stuff um, but we're not supposed to be going to food for comfort in that way we're supposed to be going to christ so mm-hmm. Like I said at the beginning of this, I have struggled with my my relationship with food has been messed up from from a long, long time ago. Um, So I like I understand the struggle that people have with food, with their relationship to food. And I would just encourage you all. I'm going to steal like Nick's closing line, like to take heart. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, If you don't know what else to do, pray and ask god to change your relationship to food like if you're and i don't don't mean like uh just people who are struggling with eating disorders like at that level Mm -hmm. if you have a bad relationship with food whether it's to like you know restricting the restricting end of the pool or to the purging end just take it to God, right?
0: I mean, and understanding that, even if you get to that point where it's like, I need to change my relationship to the, ask yourself if there's any sin issues going on in there too as well, uh, and repent of those things and come under the mercy of God to ask him well, to that, change those right, things. that, right,
1: like you know? if you ask God to change your relationship with food, you, My assumption is in that that he's going to like illuminate and uncover the sin issue hmm. I- issues that I need to deal with around Which it. We
0: don't talk about in counseling all the time. We don't want to bring those things up. And I mean, it's the most glorious thing that you can do. Is yeah. Repent. Right.
1: <laughs> it's what gives Christian the only curative measure with regard to any of this. Yeah. There's no so. condemnation. Just repent. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, yay. Like way to kick off the whole. The holiday season it's October Halloween's right around the corner <laughs> yeah. most of us are probably gonna overeat binge some candy um
0: my relationship with candy lessened over the years I don't know why I mean I like chocolate but yeah I don't know why well I mean but I love handing out little candies and little you like treaters. handing it
1: out yeah. yeah so anyway I hope this was helpful for everybody um are I we'll probably talk about um Bulimia next. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that we might change your mind. Don't hold us to that.
0: Well, we're going to have a series on. Yeah, you know, but all we're going to cover them all. So we'll, yeah.
1: And like I said, we'll talk about the lesser known ones too um, as is, we move through. And these. I'll say
0: this: what is interesting in this in these criteria, and I hope you learn something in here. It's not as it's not as straightforward as you maybe you right. thought it was. Mm-hmm. There is particular criterion that you didn't know, maybe that that was involved in anorexia, and now you know. Um, and so I hope that. Maybe in some cases that your eyes would be open, maybe about either your own problems or your friends or your families Mm -hmm. and things like that. So I hope this helps Uh, you point them in the right direction.
1: Um, And like another hope I have is that this helps people to not be afraid to talk about this stuff. Don't be afraid of it, guys. Like Mm -hmm. that's how we take dominion. Mm -hmm. Talk about it Give glory to God. Talk about it. Bring it out of the shadows. Right. So let's stop like, uh propelling shame more shame behaviors around this stuff like we've you know we've we are all struggling we are all sinful let's help each other out so
0: the first verse of romans 8 is therefore now that there is no condemnation in In christ Christ jesus Jesus, remember that because that is the thrusting atmosphere for you to even take heart in the first place. Mm-hmm. Right. And that you know that he's overcome the world.
1: All right? All right, guys. We'll see you next week.
0: Love you.